Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. I'm glad you guys are here. Today is Wednesday, the 25th of May. And today I'm going to take just a little bit of a break and talk to you about some of the things that I've been talking about on the road as I've been speaking to families from coast to coast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, thank you guys for listening today. As you know, I just finished my speaking season. A lot of the events that I would normally do uh, out on the road until August, I've cut short because of my run for the U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, I want to encourage you, for those of you who are following my run and you're interested in what I'm doing, to continue to pray for us. We definitely need it here. The battle is fierce. Uh, My opponent has been uh, out on the circuit telling all kinds of untruths. And it's amazing to me to see just the vitriol in a Republican primary. That is probably my biggest takeaway is just the the vicious nature of politics when it comes to primaries. I mean, I was ready, you know, really ready to just do battle with a fellow, uh, with a Democrat, but not with a fellow Republican. And so just pray. I think that the division that's happening in this country certainly... um, could could be uh, could be alleviated by just a little bit of decorum. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind if you guys prayed for our family, but I'm off the road now officially. My speaking season isn't over. And so I thought today it would be a lot of fun for me just to kind of share some of the things that I have been speaking on around the country. One of the things that God really put on my heart this year was to talk about legacy. This is what I spoke about at Abundant Life Church for Mother's Day And uh, because this video, because this podcast is also in video now, we can put some of these slides up for you to see. So I think it will be uh, encouraging for you. The main thing that the Lord's been impressing on my heart is just the need for recognizing the importance of legacy. And we are in the middle right now of an incredible battle here in this country. It is a battle for the heart and soul, I think, of the United States, where we're going to go from here, who we are and what we want our country to be for our children. And Timothy knew a lot about this, right? Timothy was really uh, like Paul's protege. He was kind of coming onto the battlefield and Paul was shepherding him. But what I want you to understand is that shepherding took over after his grandmother and his mother had already been training up Timothy for what God was gonna do in his life. So let's look at that together in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. To Timothy, remember this is Paul, a beloved son, grace and mercy and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers day and night, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I might be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelled first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you, Also, therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hand. So Paul is getting ready to commission this young man to send him out onto the battlefield to take his place. And Paul is getting ready to come to the end of his life. And in fact, shortly after he wrote the book of 2 Timothy, Paul was executed at the command of Nero. I hear a lot of people talking about how difficult things are in the world right now, and they certainly are. If you're following the news now, you know we're supposed to be concerned about monkeypox. And, uh, you know, I think the fear mongering that's happening in the culture right now, I, I went on my social media account at my main account a couple of days ago, and I said, hey, the K in monkey is silent. And what does that mean? It means it makes it the monkeypox. And truly, that is what's happening. We've been uh, absolutely 
inundated with fear. This is just another of the of the media and our political uh, powers trying to create fear and panic. I call them the panic pimps. I think rightly so. Anyway, I I said, you know, take the take the K out of monkey and you've got money box, which is really what this is. And like, you know, 18,000 people liked it within 24 hours. And the reason why that is, is because it start, people are starting to go, wait a second, maybe I don't need to be afraid of the air I breathe. Wait a second, maybe, maybe there's a narrative at play here. That's what's been going on for the last two and a half years. It's going to continue until people start thinking for themselves. And I've heard people say, well, it's never been this bad before. This is so bad. That's not true. The Apostle Paul was getting ready to send Timothy out to commission him to take his place on the battlefield at a time when Christians were being crucified upside down and burned in the public square for sport. And so things have definitely been worse. The question is, what are we going to do with the one life that God has given us? Paul chose to lay his life down for the sake of the gospel, to continue to get the message of the gospel out, knowing that at the end of the day, that is what is the most important thing. And he was recognizing in Timothy that Timothy was ready to take his place on the battlefield because of the work of his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. I've been telling you guys for a long, long time, the public schools, I believe, are injuring our children, body, soul, mind, and spirit. And they're no place for Christian children. And yet I continue to be having the same argument with people all the time. You say, well, it doesn't matter. Our kids are supposed to be salt and light, except for the Bible clearly teaches that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. And as grandmother Lois and mother, the, uh, the mother to Timothy Eunice spoke into his life, the evidence and the fruit of that is clear because Timothy was ready to take his place on the battlefield. And so I'm going to give you a couple of ways to pass on a legacy for your children. The first one is to learn the Bible for yourself. Mom and dad, listen to me. You can't pass on what you don't possess. You can't pass on what you don't possess. And so if you want your children to know God's word, they need to see you knowing God's word. I'm going to put a picture up. You guys are watching this on YouTube or at Rumble of my grandmother. Her name was also Eunice. My mom's name was Bunny. And uh, my grandmother wanted to have a whole bunch of children, but God only gave them one child. That child, their uh, their daughter, my mom went on to have seven children. And I remember my grandmother uh, repeatedly speaking God's word into my life and God's word over me. She would do it as she tucked me into bed at night when I would spend the night at her house. I will never forget the smell of the sheets on her bed, on the guest bedrooms. Uh, beds because they always were starched white and just clean. My grandmother loved to be a, a homemaker and loved to make our home a wonderful place to be. But her influence on me can never be uh, overstated. She had an incredible influence on my life, just like uh, Lois, Timothy's grandmother, had on him and his mother, Eunice. You see, the influence that you have in the lives of your children right now is going to have an impact for generations to come. In other words, what you're teaching your children right now and your willingness to stand in the gap for them, for them, your willingness to say your life matters to the Lord, God's gonna use it in generations to come. And uh, I said this uh, many times this season out on the road, you know, I, I wish that my grandmother was here to watch me uh, speaking about the influence that she had on my life because I guarantee you she had no idea that that's what God was gonna do with me, that the Lord would give me a platform and that I would be able to talk to people about the healing power of God. It's what I've spent the last 17 years doing, even as we've been raising our own children and preparing them to take their place out on the battlefield. 
This is the power of legacy. And if you want your kids to know God's word, you need to be in it. This was the reason why I founded MomStrong International. We, we get uh, new Bible studies are published there every single month, along with a component called KidStrong to help you understand God's word so that you can pass it on to your children. And we can't give what we don't have. And so I want to just encourage you, learn the Bible for yourself. It's never been more important than it is right now. After you learn the Bible, the next thing you want to do is engage your children with the Bible. In other words, we talk to our children from a position of authority that's based in the word of God. So when things come at them, so the, the most basic things right now, obviously, this issue of male and female and whether or not it exists. Well, we know it exists because God said so in Genesis 1, 27. He said, I created them male and female in my image. Listen, uh, the battle for truth was raging while Paul was finishing in Timothy what God had started in him through his grandmother, Lois, and his mother, Eunice. God was, God was doing something in Paul's life that Paul was imparting to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, uh, Paul said to Timothy, he said, mark this, there's going to be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanders, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. So, so Paul is saying, this is what's going to, this is what's ahead of you, Timothy. This is what you can expect. And so the Bible says, don't have anything to do with people like that. Stay away from them, run for your life. This is why it matters who we elect to represent us. If we send people to our school boards or to the House of Representatives or to the governor's uh, houses in and throughout our country, we can expect the result. The results are going to be disastrous. So we need to learn to apply God's word, engage your children with the word of God and teach them that truth matters. You guys have heard me say this many times here at the show. My friend Rob McCoy said, in the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. And I'm going to encourage you guys to be a Eunice in the lives of your kids. Tell them the truth, arm them with the truth, and then model what it looks like to show up to defend it. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we do, I'm gonna come back and finish a couple of talking points so that you can be strong in your pursuit of a legacy. All right, ladies, I know what kind of a beating good towels can take. Believe me, with seven kids, towels are used for everything from cleaning up an accidental spill on the kitchen floor to drying off your four-legged buddy. You want your towels to stay soft and absorbent when you need it most for bath time, right? Well, my towels from my pillow are the best towels ever. They come in seven colors, have a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Seriously, it's a game changer. Listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast can get up to 66% off by going to MyPillow.com and using the promo code Heidi or by calling 1-800-447-0541. So before the break, I was reminding you that truth matters to God. The Bible teaches us that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And I've noticed uh, in the last, in fact, I'm going to write about this. At some point, I am going to write about the, the nature of our journalism industry right now, the news articles that are printed. I don't believe anything I read on the, out in the papers anymore, even uh, news outlets that I once trusted when I saw them writing uh, articles that were patently false about me, or at least had a false premise, I realized, oh my goodness, if they can write false things about me, 
then maybe that article that I read about so-and-so or that thing that I thought was true, maybe it's not true either. We need discernment. Spurgeon said that, that, that discernment was not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It was knowing the difference between right and almost right. And we've watched the church get this massively screwed up, right? Following in the footsteps of the Black Lives Matter movement, changing your avatars to a little black square for an organization that was patently against black people. They don't care about the black unborn. They don't care about black conservatives. They don't care about black police officers. Why? Because it's not about black lives mattering. It's a political ideology. The difference between right and almost right. Do black lives matter? Of course they do. The difference between right and almost right would be recognizing that if you want to advance uh, the lives of marginalized people, this was not the organization to do it. That's discernment. And so we need to engage our children from a position of truth. In the absence of courage, truth is an orphan. It will require truth in, uh, and it will require courage in the days to come. The next thing is to guard your home. You guys, this is your responsibility. Young people that are listening to me, the Bible teaches you that whatever you allow to have around you is going to affect you. So the music you're listening to, the things that you're watching on television, the things that you're allowing yourselves to immerse your heart and soul in, uh, in the hours that you're not doing school or you're not doing chores or whatever it is that you're, uh, that you're actively engaged in, the Bible says that that has an impact. Philippians 4, 8 says, whatever is true, that's how it starts. Whatever is true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever's admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so mom and dad, this is the, this begs the question, what's in your home? What are you allowing? What music, what movies, what influences, what books? It all matters. This is a spiritual battle. I showed this image and I'm, I'm gonna try to get it up in the, in the notes for you guys to see today. But this is one of my favorite images by this particular artist who's done many, many such uh, paintings in this sort of spiritual warfare theme. But if you look at this picture, you can see this dad, this, this young man praying over his son's bedside. And it reminded me, and when I first saw it, it reminded me of my grandmother and how she would pray over me at night. She would, uh, we would either, she would usually come and just tuck us into bed and she and my granddad, sometimes grandfather would come in too, but they would pray over us. But what's interesting about this is if you zoom up in the next picture, you will see that behind him in the window outside, you can see a dark angel outside this young boy's window. But there's an angel of light standing in his way as if to say, you will not pass. The importance of the spiritual battle that we are facing in right now, mom and dad, cannot be overstated. The political battle, we think it's a battle between human beings. It's not. It's a battle. It's an up and down battle. It's a right and wrong battle. It's good versus evil. And I'm telling people, watch how people campaign. They're going to govern how they campaign. You've got to be discerning, recognizing that we need the wisdom that comes from God. The next thing I'm going to encourage you to do as you build a legacy with your family that will be passed on for generations is to learn to say you're sorry, is to learn to apologize to your children in particular when you get it wrong. Listen, if parenting hasn't humbled you yet, you're doing it wrong. Parenting should humble you. I've certainly has humbled me over the years. And God has taught me a lot of wonderful and powerful and humbling lessons through parenting my children. I said this uh, in uh, Lansing, Michigan the other day, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, Jay and I never set out to have seven children, but I'll tell you right now, the very best thing that ever happened to us was to have a bunch of kids. They are a gift and that's what the Bible says they are. And either we believe God's word or we don't. And if you want to have relationships with your children, 
that will uh, be intact long after you're done homeschooling them or long after they're done in grade school and high school and they've graduated college and they're raising their own children, learn to apologize. Next thing you got to do is correct your children. Uh, Boy, if you want to see the effects of what happens when parents don't correct their children, all you got to do is go down and visit California Berkeley, right? And you can see these arrogant kids walking along college campus uh, streets talking to each other about things they know nothing about as if they knew everything. This is an arrogance that comes when we do not correct our children. And that's why I was saying, you know, modeling that humility for your children, being willing to correct them when they're wrong. Sometimes people are going to come to you and they're going to say, your kid did this or your kid did that. And it's going to embarrass you. And uh, you need to be willing to go, I wonder if my kid really did do that. I wonder if my kid really does need correction. Listen, the Bible says that correction from parents yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness in the lives of the children. And that's what we're trying to do. We want our kids to have uh, a righteous life that pleases God, that yields that peaceful fruit that Bible says comes when parents actively engage with their children and are willing to do the hard work and sometimes frustrating work of correcting them. It absolutely matters. The last thing I'm gonna encourage you to do is to yield to the Holy Spirit. This is, uh, this is the message I told you that I gave to uh, my friends at Abundant Life Church on Mother's Day. And I've spoken on it a couple of times across the country this uh, this season. But this idea of yielding to the Holy Spirit, because God might have different plans for your children than you have. Your plan is to prepare them to follow God's voice in their lives, not yours. And nobody knew this better than Robert and Clara Elliott. These, of course, were the parents of Jim Elliott. And Jim Elliott, uh, of course, his uh, was uh, his wife was the uh, the author of a book called Through the Gates of Splendor. Her husband was a missionary to the people of Ecuador, and eventually he was martyred there. He was killed during something they called Operation Aka. It was an attempt to evangelize uh, the Hanari people of Ecuador, and his parents were upset when Jim said that he wanted to go to the jungles of Ecuador. They were upset. Well, why were they upset? They were upset because these people had a terrible reputation. They murdered people that came into their uh, into their villages and, and uh, Jim's parents didn't want any harm to come to him. So listen to the letter. And this is what I'm gonna end with today. But I want you to listen to the letter that Jim Elliott wrote to his parents right before he left for the jungles of Ecuador with his new wife. He said, I do not wonder that you were saddened at the word of my going to South America. There is, this is nothing else than what the Lord Jesus warned us about when he told the disciples that they must become so infatuated with the kingdom and with following Jesus, that all other allegiances must become as though they were not. And he never excluded the family tie. In fact, those loves which we regard as closest, he told us must become as hate in comparison with our desires to hold up his cause. Don't grieve then if your sons seem to desert you, but rejoice rather seeing the will of God done gladly. Remember how the psalmist described children? He said they were as a heritage from the Lord and that every man should be happy who had a quiver full of them. And what is a quiver full of but arrows? And what are arrows for but to shoot? And so, with the strong arms of prayer, draw the bowstring back and let your arrows fly, all of them, straight at the enemy's hosts. Jim Elliott, of course, was the the same man who said, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Jim Elliott was martyred in the jungles of Ecuador on January 8th, 1956. I can only imagine what his parents were thinking upon hearing the news that their son had been killed by the people that he had come to help and encourage and bring the gospel to. But you know, God had a plan for Jim Elliott's life. 
and his days were numbered for him before he took a single breath. God has a plan for your life and for the lives of your children. And so what we would want to do is teach our kids to hear the voice of God above all the other voices that are going to be calling out to them and then trust that God's will is going to be done in their lives as they follow him. That is the most important thing that you will ever do as a parent. It's the most important thing that you will ever do as a young person is to learn to be in God's word and hear his voice and follow him. And it really is an adventure. Parenting is an adventure, isn't it? God has something precious that he has for you and for your children. And we find these things out as we walk with him. That is what it means to leave a legacy, to leave a legacy for our children, to teach them the word of God, to pass on the things that we are learning to the next generation, to learn to correct our children, to guard our homes, to uh, to apologize when it's necessary, and finally to yield to the Holy Spirit. You guys, when we do that, the Bible teaches us that there really is a blessing. I'm going to come back tomorrow uh, with another episode of Off the Bench, but I'm going to encourage you. I'll have a guest on tomorrow who's going to be talking to me about his experience in getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. If you guys have an experience that you'd like to share with me, I'd like to hear from you and maybe even bring you on the show. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. Let me know how you're getting off the bench and onto the battlefield. And if you're interested in me sharing your story here, either via uh, an, an actual interview or if you'd be willing just to share it at the Off the Bench site, that would be awesome. I would love to hear from you. would also love to hear your questions for Mailbox Monday, and you can do that at the same place, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. Uh, lastly, before I leave today, I just want to encourage you to pray for our family. Uh, as you guys can imagine, we are getting close to the primary date here, which is August 2nd, and things have really heated up. Um, I'm asking people just to pray for truth, to pray for righteousness to prevail, I believe that God loves the people of this country and we have a leadership crisis in the United States uh, from start to finish, from our school boards to the White House. We need to send people of integrity uh, to represent us. And I hope that you guys will get involved wherever you live in your local elections. Get involved, become the voice uh, and the hands and feet of Jesus in your areas by caring about the people that you live around by getting involved in helping choose your leaders. Have a great day, everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. 